0: Hi listeners, it's Jeremy. Just a quick little note before we get started. Uh we neglected to mention that the song Bodies by Drowning Pool was used in the trailer for Jason X and was the first big use of that song in media. Uh, it's a great song, really cool band, hard rock if you're into that, definitely check them out. And then also as just a quick aside, if everyone listening into this, you know, if you could start spreading the word, telling your friends, telling your coworkers, it would really be a great help to us. You know, we really enjoy making these, and we hope you really enjoy listening to them, too. And so if you could tell more people about it, that would really help us out. All right, thanks, and enjoy the show. Let the body sit the flow. Let the bodies hit
1: the flow. Let the body sit the flow. Let the bodies hit the... Floor. Let the, body sit the...
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Frustrated Fans. Venting frustrations, one fandom at a time. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Pete. And today, we're going to be covering the bloody good time of Jason X. Well, we figured it's Halloween, so we should have some fun with it. Yep, and why not pick the most ridiculous Friday the 13th film? Jason Jason in in Space! Very nice. Thank you.
1: So if you've never heard of the Friday the 13th franchise, the basic is this. It's another one of the clones that came after Halloween 1978 featuring an unstoppable immortal
0: killer. Yeah, the franchise started just a couple of years after Halloween. It started in 1980, mm-hmm. and it originally centered around Camp Crystal Lake and Jason Voorhees and his mother, Pamela Voorhees. Right. Uh, Jason was a boy who drowned in the lake because the kids were mean and the camp, and the camp counselors were too busy doing the horizontal mambo to really give it a and any. having drugs,
1: drugs and beer. Yep, that too. So uh, the first movie actually um had a major plot twist compared to one well, of the standard slasher flicks at the time, and there were a lot of slasher flicks at the time. Yes. Um it actually wasn't Jason himself, although everyone thought it was, it was actually his mom.
0: Yep. Yeah, throughout the whole movie, you never actually see the killer until the, the last teenager is left alive, and then Pamela Voorhees shows up, and you get the two of them fighting each other, which involves one of my favorite dumb moments from this series where, the, 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 the keep in mind, this is the one that survives, so this is the smartest of all the teenagers. Mm. She runs into a cabin where the door opens outward, closes the door, barricades the door, runs into a corner freaks out when Borehiz's hand like shoots through like a window, and then she runs over, unbarricades the door, and runs out. Now, if you were paying attention at the beginning of this, you'll understand why this is my favorite dumb moment. Yep. She barricaded a door that opened outward. This, this franchise is not exactly known for its victim's intelligence. Oh, hell no. And this is the one that survives, too. So yeah. you've got to realize how dumb the rest of the people in this movie were. After the first
1: in, uh, first entry in the franchise, the series continued instead of with Mrs. Voorhees, but uh, Jason Voorhees he, he's himself. And yep. from movies 2 through 10, he's the same basic character. He's an unstoppable, immortal slasher be- who's killing people because reasons.
0: Yeah. Well. In the second movie, he – well, you find at the end of the first movie, the survivor, she kills Mrs. Voorhees. Mm-hmm. And so at the very beginning of the second film, you find out Jason's alive, and he kills the survivor from the first movie. It happens. So basically he's taking, he's taking revenge. And so then in the – throughout the second movie, he's just killing people at Crystal Lake because he's an evil killer, and he thinks that's what his mom wants him to do, which good time. to be fair, that's, yeah, that's what she wanted him to do. And he actually does not die in the second movie. They just hit him in, like, the shoulder with a machete. And then in the third movie, it looks like they kill him. And from then on, it starts getting a little bit more ridiculous.
1: But, like, compared to, um, let's see, Freddy Krueger was another of the big ones who had his look from the very beginning. And Michael Myers, which is my personal favorite of the genre in the Halloween franchise, Jason didn't get his signature look until the third movie of this franchise.
0: Yeah, he didn't – in the second movie when he first actually shows up as an adult, he's just wearing a bag over his head.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you see his face because at one point they take off the bag and he his face is like all disfigured. He's all ugly looking. And then in the third movie, he finds a hockey mask that was just a prop from one of the characters and puts it on and he ends up wearing it in every movie since. hmm it ended up becoming like an iconic look for him.
1: So this franchise managed to continue from all the way from 1980 to 2002, which is the entry we're looking at today.
0: Yeah, though there was a huge gap. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell was in 1993, mm-hmm. and then Jason X came out in 2002.
1: Now, admittedly, um, what was supposed to come right after Part 9 was supposed to be the what would come out later, Jason versus Freddy. But that movie actually was in development hell for a very long time, which much of the uh, disappointment of fans of both franchises. Because Jason 9 literally ends with Freddy's hand plunging up through the ground and dragging Jason's head down into hell.
0: And the main reason was they just could not figure out a script. Uh, from what I read online, they actually spent over like eight million dollars on like sixteen scripts just for the movie just to figure it out. And so Jason X came out in 2002 as a way to get people kind of back into the Friday the 13th franchise. And so Freddy vs. Jason would have a little bit more appeal.
1: Much less revive the main franchise to continue it on. While that didn't happen, I'm kind of glad they did this because this is definitely a very enjoyable movie, but it definitely falls into the so-bad-it's-good territory.
0: Agreed. And since then... Uh, Friday, uh, Freddy vs. Jason in 2003 was the last one to continue, like the quote unquote continuity of these films, <laughs> and then the franchise saw a sequel, or sorry, a reboot in 2009. We both did and, actually, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street also got a sequel, or a reboot, and then there's going to be a sequel <laughs> to the Jason reboot. Unfortunately, apparently, that's also been stuck in development hell. So. At least this series, at least these movies are consistent, right? Jason and himself has become a probably, I would argue,
1: only probably the most iconic of the slashers, classic slashers um, from the '80s, anyway. If you show people a picture of him in a hockey mask, he, he's much more recognizable than immediately than both Freddy and Mike Myers.
0: Yeah, heck, just showing people the hockey mask and they'll think about the franchise. Yeah. And mm-hmm. countless forms of media have, like, paid homage to this. Much as parody. It. Yeah, I mean – and for some reason, a lot of them believe that he wields a chainsaw because sometimes whenever I see That's this reference, you see – Yeah, but you'll see – well, in other Leather
1: forms paid. of media, you'll Sorry. see
0: someone with a hockey mask, and they'll be wielding a chainsaw for some reason. Yeah. So I don't know why, even though – Jason wields a machete in the later movies. Right. But, um... And then actually The, the franchise favorite. itself is actually the highest grossing horror franchise in the U.S. Actually, the most recent homage I've seen of this came from the mm-hmm. new Ninja Turtles
1: cartoon. Ooh. Uh, this, like, they had three episodes of season three be- debut this month, and the very first one that picked up three months after season two lives off, this swamp goo essentially gets reanimated by Mutagen, and it puts on a hockey mask, and it's it's... Wearing, like, farmer overalls, and the overalls have Voorhees embroidered around them.
0: Oh, cool. I know,
1: right? So, Very nice. Yeah, for a, kid, for a kid's show, it was a pretty pretty uh, stressful episode, actually, because the, <laughs> what they end up calling the creep is, uh, yeah, he feeds on Mutagen and tries to feed on the four turtles. Oh, jeez. Well, he gets his hands on Raph and almost kills him. You
0: know, for kids. Right. So
1: what was your exposure to the franchise?
0: Before this movie came out, I had never seen any of them. I knew of the franchise. I knew of the character. I knew about the hockey mask. And the first time I saw anything about this movie was I saw the trailer in theaters with a couple friends and I were watching a different movie. I believe it was Blade Two, And we all thought it looked pretty ridiculous because – It's Jason going into the future and being turned into a cyborg. We'll get to that. Uh, Huh? I said we'll get to that part, but yeah. Yeah. And so, well, they showed that right in the trailer. Oh, So they pretty much spoiled, like, the end of the movie. (laughs) And so when a few friends of mine ended up seeing it, one of them told me that that version of him only shows up in, like, the last ten minutes of the film. Mm -hmm. So I finally saw it when it was on, like, HBO or something in 2003, and I was cracking up. I I wasn't scared at all of the movie. Oh, I'm like, no. this is a Horror movie? They really didn't and go I, for horror here. They went for
1: almost just bringing around par- to parodying itself.
0: Yeah, and I, so I ended up picking up the DVD a few years ago. I found it for really cheap, and I even rewatched the trailer for this review, and just for some nostalgia. And I can't one hundred percent confirm this online, but. The narrator for the trailer is most likely Peter Cullen, uh, a.k.a. Optimus Prime. More than likely. I mean, he did a lot of trailers. Trailers, yeah. yeah. And so a few years ago, I actually watched the first two films, and in some ways they haven't exactly aged well. Basically, the acting isn't the greatest, <laughs> and you know some of the effects have aged. But it's not that it, – they're actually pretty enjoyable. And I've seen Freddy vs. Jason – And that one is really fun. It's a little, it's actually less, it's not a parody like this one feels. That one, it takes itself a little bit more seriously, which makes some moments funny. And it's just bloody good time. And so, I rewatched Jason X for the review, of course. Since then, I've watched parts three and four of the Friday the 13th movies. And again, some things haven't aged as well as others. Part three was actually done in 3D back in the day. And with some Really, relatively goofy moments, but they're both really enjoyable. I'm going to be watching the rest of the franchise, too, including the reboot. (laughs) Very nice. Well, Pete, if you don't mind, we'll get to your experience or what experience you have with this franchise after a quick break. Sure.
1: (laughs) Hey, you want a beer? Or do you want to smoke some pot? Or we can have premarital sex.
0: (laughs) <laughs> we love pre-metal sex
1: <laughs> now i wasn't really big into horror growing up i didn't see a lot of it other than like classic black and white horror which is a still a very fun pleasure guilty pleasure of mine or not guilty i don't know um <laughs> but of course just being exposed to popular culture i've been tangentially aware of the friday the 13th franchise for all the basic horror cliches that it hits, you know, unexplained psychopath, slasher killer, seemingly immortal, silent and unmerciful. And this kind of character was extremely popular in the 80s leading into the 90s because Halloween 1978, essentially with the interdiction of Mike Myers, was the first one to really hit this nerve on the public psyche and everyone tried to copy it. And of the people and managed successful copies, you've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you've got, you know... Uh, nightmare on elm street and you've got hellraiser and you've got this franchise now halloween is still kind of my favorite it's my baby i've seen most of the films in that movie series and i still make a point of watching halloween 1978 every halloween because it's a tradition of mine but i'm sorry to say this isn't really my only experience with friday the Thirteenth so far i know terrible
0: of me well, for, until I started rewatching the old ones, this was also my only experience. No, outside of and then when I saw Freddy vs. Jason, that was also right.
1: about it. My, uh, I actually saw this in college. Just it was on in between classes, and I was just sat down while I was studying, and I'm like, and I still laughed my head off. It's just still fun, a fun movie, and it's not very horror, but yeah, but. It's the main reason I haven't seen all of Friday the Thirteenth is because, well, at this point, they're pretty much stock. This is something that's been done, and a lot of times, and the only time that's this kind of basic formula has been successfully really copied in after the '80s was the screen movies in the '90s.
0: Yeah, it was from what I read online about like the history of slasher movies. The Friday the Thirteenth. 13th- The first one and Halloween kind of set off what they called the golden age of them. Mm -hmm. And so in the early 80s, you saw plenty of movies where they were all relatively low budget. They all had crazy violence like these. And the original Friday the 13th, part of one of the reasons why it got popular is because, like many things, it stirred up controversy. So everyone else became aware of it.
1: I guess that's the problem with the Saw series that in the modern day because that started in the 2000s. Even back then, I wasn't interested because there's something gloriously fun, even if they're scary, about the whole immortal killer who's unmerciful. And mm-hmm. Fred the Kruger, he's fun. He likes to toy with his victims, but he's not – doesn't outright, like, torture them. The Saw series is – that all it is is torture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the first movie, they're trying to say, oh, he's trying to send a message to his victims by trying this. it's like, no, come on. Better horror movies is that you don't know the reason why the killer is trying to kill people. He's just killing people. Because that makes him much more of a threat.
0: Yeah, and in the early Friday the 13th movies, at least in 2 through 4, Jason wasn't like an immortal monster from hell or anything. He was just really hard to kill. Yeah. Like, and Because that made him scarier. It's like, oh, this guy can survive, you know. In the third movie, at one point, uh, this one of the characters she wraps like a noose around his neck and kicks him out of a barn window, and he gets and you hear like a crack when he lands. Mm-hmm. So she opens up the doors, and all of a sudden his eyes open, and he starts and he lifts up the uh, noose and starts coming after her again. Right. So
1: Jason X, after all of this, is notable because not only is a franchise that managed to make it to ten movies, which is impressive in itself, but the writers, while well, they the studio definitely wanted to continue with this new design of Jason and character on furthermore. The writers, you can tell they pretty much knew this was going to be it. Um, So they decided to say, screw it, let's go with without as campy as a bang as we possibly can. And they did. So, it's obviously the studio wanted to keep keep them alive by putting Jason in space! But they wanted to do this so they wouldn't interfere with any movie continuity 9 and the eventual Freddy vs. Jason would have. Either way, so, this movie is Ten Shades of Awesome because it doesn't take itself that seriously, and let's be honest here, a horror franchise can't always sustain itself on so long on one premise taken seriously. This is Otherwise true. people get bored. Hell, yeah, I was surprised it, there were seven Saw movies. Or, you know... There are seven of those there movies? There are seven.
0: Holy crap.
1: I can't remember how many Final Destination movies are there are. Either. Which
0: the fact that they made sequels to a movie called Final Destination just makes me laugh. Well, if anything, the Final
1: Destination series, it, the only good part of it is seeing how Tom and Jerry they can make the deaths are,
0: and I'm <laughs> not kidding. Yeah, one thing you know, one thing I like about the Jason X and F- Freddy vs. Jason DVDs is they both have a feature called Jump to a Death. <laughs> So you can just yep. jump to every single de- like, and it'll actually play it out in a montage too. So it'll just play the death, and it'll quickly jump to the next one. So, and so you're probably all thinking, how the hell did they come up with the idea for this movie? Well, like all great ideas, it maybe was said with sarcasm. I don't know, but one of the people at New Line Cinema, Todd Farmer, said, "Why don't we make Jason in space?" Sounds good to me. Yep and that is essentially how this movie was set up at least from everything we've read online it was done yeah to create more interest in the franchise and get people more pumped up for Freddy vs. Jason right which ended up coming out the next year unfortunately it didn't exactly do very well wow. it, on a on a budget of 11 million it made about 16 million worldwide and it's the third lowest, gro- lowest grossing film in the franchise and it's actually the worst financially, because the first two the previous two, eight, and nine that made less uh-huh. were made on far smaller budgets. They made about f- like fourteen or fifteen million each, and they were both made on a budget of like four million and five million. all that
1: all that said, I actually like this movie, Special effects. Yes, it
0: definitely shows their age, but they're still not bad. yeah, they're not too bad. And at this point, they kind of add to the camp value of the movie, right. And though in money-wise, in terms of how it did in compared to other movies, well, Freddy vs. Jason in 2003 made 114 million worldwide. Well, yeah, it's the most su- yeah, it's the most successful movie in the franchise. That's because people like the idea of the crossover. Exactly, it had that going for it, and people saw it as taking itself more seriously than this one. Mm-hmm. And it, this one was also panned critically. It's yeah, it's very stupid. But for us, oh my god, this movie's hilarious and it's a fun ride, right, right. which is basically our modus operandi. We like to watch
1: bad stuff that still makes us still we still have fun with, unless it's Star Trek.
0: Yeah, where such as uh, the Nick Fury movie. Yeah, that movie that movie was dumb fun. Let us rock, let us roll. I mean, how is that never a fun line? Exactly. Or I'll see you in hell for this. We'll do lunch. <sighs> You know, any movie that has one-liners like that, you just have to enjoy.
1: Well, one real tangent, when I, think, and I think one-liners is something the modern movies have definitely lost. Yeah, yeah I know it's some, I know it's 10 years old by this point, and good God, that means we're getting old, but uh, the 2004 iRobot, you remember that? Oh, I like that movie. Okay, Will just Smith needed about that a better one-liner you. than, you have so got to die. Come yeah.
0: on. Well, I did like his line where he's talking to the president of the company, and he sneezes, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm allergic to bullshit. (laughs) I I like that line. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, all (laughs) right. Let's get back on topic. So even among Jason films, this one is probably the
0: bloodiest. Yeah. Well, not the most violent of them all because some of the kills are pretty goofy. (laughs) But I've been watching – like I said, I've been watching the older ones. There's a scene where one of the guys or one of the victims played by uh, Crispin Glover from Back to the Future of All People, uh gets his hand stabbed and uh nailed onto a board with a corkscrew and then has his head chopped open. okay, okay. <laughs> yep, so, but for trivia online, the kill count for this movie is twenty eight people, which is more than any of the other films. Because in the first few, it's essentially he just goes and kills the teenagers that he finds near Crystal Lake, and there's not that many of them. No. And there are some very notable kills in this movie that are either entertaining or kind of brutal at moments.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah, total body count was, what, 28?
1: Yep. Huh. And uh, probably the most creative kill... Is uh, involves liquid nitrogen. Yes. This is the first one. Well, the movie begins with Jason has somehow been captured by the government. We don't know how.
0: And then he somehow breaks free. Well, we imagine also, that. Always, I, anyway, they have yeah.
1: him chained up in this cell, and they have one guard on him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because you know, when you have an undead killing machine that can't be, you know, that can't be killed. Yeah, just one guy's fine. Don't worry right. about it. So the government is – at first um,
1: they're like, oh, we're just going to cryo-freeze him since we can't kill him. We'll just put him on ice so he
0: can't hurt anyone ever again. Exactly. But then they get stupid and go, hey, you know what? He can't be killed. Let's find a way to reverse engineer that for people. And then he kills them all. Yep. Then he gets frozen anyway, and Uh in the future he is unfrozen, and they believe he's dead, which – I think one of, this isn't a kill, but it's still a funny moment where they open up the cryo <laughs> the chamber yeah. where Jason is. He just kind of tips over, falls forward, and lops a guy's arm off. And all he's doing is holding his, his machete straight up. Exactly. Like, he's not even able to move. He just kind of falls forward and chops someone's arm off. That's just great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when he first wakes up, he is in a lab.
1: Yeah, he's in a yeah, morgue rather, but
0: he's in a morgue. Yeah. He's in their morgue lab and wakes up, grabs the girl that's been analyzing him, throws her against the glass a few times, grabs the back of her head, shoves it into a sink of liquid nitrogen, pulls it out after she freezes, and then shatters the front half of her head on the uh on a table. Now, notably, this is not only the most creative death they get in
1: the entire movie, which is kind of wasted early on, I'll admit. Mm-hmm. But this was tested, this, this scene is so famous, they tested it in Mythbusters.
0: Yeah, they actually found out that it is not possible to do this. No. They declared
1: the Myth busted after several of the fake heads they built um, were dipped in liquid nitrogen and were tapped to smash with a robot arm. Yeah, Denver worked it. All the same, it's actually still one of the movie's better practical effects.
0: Especially because you see him holding up the prop body and you see, like, just this empty red space in her, in her head. Yeah. So, apparently they actually had to cut, like, a couple, like, a second or a half a second from that to avoid an NC-17 rating. Yeah. Because they said it looked a little, in quotes, too real. Okay. All right. And we will get to other deaths right after a quick break. You want your machete back? Shit, it's yours! Take it! Just remember who saved it for him. Guys! It's okay! He just wanted his machete back!
1: And we are back. Uh, So when we left off, Jason, besides killing everyone who put him in jail at first, and then frozen, then he wakes back up and killing the
0: doctor... Yep, he decides to go and kill some uh, gr- some military grunts, right. which it's pretty funny that he's able to sneak up on trained soldiers well, and Well, before
1: them. that, he actually killed, and of course, the series regular, they have several of the people who found him, two of them go off to have sex. Oh, naturally, because it is a Friday the 13th movie. And, and one of the rules yeah. in Friday the 13th movies, if you want to survive, don't ha- do drugs, don't drink beer, and especially
0: don't have sex. Yeah. It. In fact, this movie is actually a lot more tame than the first few, where there's plenty of that mm-hmm. in uh, – at the very least, in part four, there's tons of it. Yeah. And so he kills the guy as he's leaving the – And he leaves the girl like, alive. The
1: yeah, little. Yeah, yeah,
0: leaves her alive, impales the guy, and then drags him away. Uh, notable part for that moment, actually, when she screams, it's actually legitimate. Oh. Uh, They told her that the guy was going to get killed. However, they didn't tell her that a bunch of fake blood was going to spray out on her eyes and apparently – like her face and eyes, and apparently it burned her eyes. Oh, dear. And so that screaming she's doing is legit, which is also why when she runs over to the others later on and there's no blood on her face, they probably had to wash it off. Yeah. So, yeah, that – though it is kind of nice in movies when you get like legitimate moments of like, you know – freaking out or things like that. Well,
1: yeah, that may be a episode in itself, like,
0: actual reactions in movies. So yeah. Or just smart ad libs. Yeah. Like, apparently for the Scream movies, they actually didn't tell the actors who the murderer was going to be, Neat. or at least the person who pulls off the mask. Uh-huh. And so their surprise would be legitimate. So,
1: after that, after Jason kills, the, uh, guy having sex he kills and kills the pilot of the ship
0: yep oops and slices him up
1: and then at this point the ship people on the ship realize they have a problem (laughs) and not because the other person who survived from 400 years ago basically tells them it's jason Voorhees, you're all dead yeah
0: so the military grunts are sent to go kill him However, the one that hasn't made it to them yet, along with the guy who had his arm chopped off by the Frozen Jason, Mm -hmm. are both killed. And it's notable, the character Dallas, he has his head repeatedly smashed against a wall. Uh, Apparently, he got legitimately hurt during that, or the um, stunt guy did. And this is notable, though, as this guy was played by Todd Farmer, who came up with the concept of the (laughs) movie. So that's what you get. He probably requested to be put in there so he could get killed by Jason. Just Oh, why not? For the sake of it. Yeah. I mean, that's probably got that's got to be like an honor or something. Like, you know what? I want to be one of the victim one of the victims in the slasher movie mm-hmm. just for fun. So, <laughs> problem is, while this
1: is going on, the ship manage, the ship they're on crashes into a nearby space station. And the space station explodes. Why not?
0: Which uh, comment from the creators? There were probably about like twenty thousand people on that station. So, technically, Jason kills twenty thousand and twenty-eight people huh. in
1: this movie. So, and Jason then breaks into the lab and he meets the professor who found him and wants to bring him <laughs> back in the first place. Leading to one yep. of the movie's best lines.
0: Yep, where Jason walks up to him and he tries to placate him. It's like, you know, you're worth a lot and all this other crap. And Jason kind of reaches next to him and picks up his, his old machete. And he goes, oh, you just wanted your machete back. Hey, guys, oh it's okay. Shit. He just wanted his machete back.
1: And the next thing we see, Jason tilts his head a little bit like he's considering what to do. Next thing we see is the main group, um, several rooms away, we hear a scream. And they're just like, ah, crap.
0: Yeah, and then later on, you find out that Jason chopped his head off. Well, yeah, it's implied, and it's still and it's stuck in like that
1: uh,
0: pose, right? Um, so the ship- we also get another line that I love in this movie, where when he kills one of the grunts, he kicks a guy into like this giant screw, he starts spinning around. Oh and spinning god, that was so silly. Yep, and then the other grunts find him, and they're like, "Sir, we found Condor. What's the situation?" He's screwed. Oh, <laughs> I love that moment. Oh. It's at that point you realize this movie is definitely not taking itself seriously at all.
1: Right. So they get the bright idea of getting on the escape shuttle to and just leaving Jason to die on the ship. Mm-hmm. But the lady who was having sex earlier, <laughs> she freaks out. She freaks <laughs> out. Takes a shuttle by herself and, but while the shuttle's still attached to the main ship. And she fires it up and crashes right into
0: the ship. Kaboom. So then Jason walks over to the teens that are tr- are going, okay, what do we do now? And uh, the response is, we get, well, uh, now we die.
1: <laughs> no, 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 we get the be- the other good line, the Brundoski death is next.
0: Which one? The uh, sergeant of the soldiers. Oh, no, well, he doesn't die there. Well, nearly dies. Yeah. We get one of his great one-liners. Um, uh, this is
1: actually played by... Um, a, am looking up the actor right now. He's kind of this B list actor who, you see a bunch of times in, in the backgrounds of all the movies, but you probably wouldn't. Uh, Peter Mensa. Yep. Yeah. He has done a lot of background roles, including 300, uh, Avatar, the
0: 2008 Incredible Hulk, of what else? He was in Jason Axe. He was also in the. The third and second to last episodes of Star Trek: Enterprise. Also, I believe he was one of the human extremists in that episode. In those episodes, and he also voiced uh, in Transformers Prime,
1: uh, Predaking. Nice. Yeah. So Peter yep. Menser's Sergeant Brondowski, he confronts Jason. Brodsky, Brodsky, excuse
0: me. Yeah, he can. He's after all the other soldiers have been killed. He's like he's looking around for Jason. All of a sudden, he gets grabbed. A spike goes right through his stomach. Yeah, his long pole. Yep. And he's like,
1: <laughs> and his line is, "It'll take more than that to kill this old war water dog."
0: And then you get another one right through him, and
1: yeah, that ought to do it.
0: <laughs> and he passes out. Yep. Yeah, he ends up surviving that. Comes back later and stabs Jason in the arm with a knife while Jason is fighting off the. Sex robot that's been reprogrammed to kick Jason's ass. Yeah, and yeah, this movie's crazy. We've forgotten so, the sex robot, but that's another story. Yeah, we'll get
1: to that in a second. <laughs> so after uh, Brodsky is killed, the ship's Suppose. I guess engineer, computer expert, he reprograms his KM14, his android and suggested sex bot, and she comes in basically in battle mode and all all these weapons and combat skills, and she managed to fight Jason off. Pretty successful. Yep, and,
0: yep, which we get a good moment where she blows off one of Jason's arms, and he just kind of looks at like, it. What she the... kicks it. Yeah, she kicks him into one of the labs, and you hear like that, nah, nah, like this threatening music as Jason starts getting up, and then she blows off one of his legs, and he falls back down again. Then he starts sitting up again. She shoots him in the chest. Okay. Then he starts sitting up again. Finally, she blows off his head. Yeah, with a grenade round. Yep.
1: But they happen to do this. She happened to blow him up in the medical bay. We'll get to that.
0: Yep. And so now they realize, okay, now what do we do? So they get contacted by another ship and are going to get rescued, run into a hallway as the medical machine starts putting Jason back together. Sort of. With – kind of, but it goes not enough, like, organic tissue or anything on file. So it starts taking pieces of the room, and as the others turn – Outwalks what is actually called officially by this movie Uber Jason.
1: He's been it's it's basically a cyborg Jason. He's been refitted with uh, mon- ma- major metal sections of his body, including a new
0: ma- hockey mask that's straight metal. <laughs> yep, and, and he's got red eyes. Yep, and we so then the robot goes like, oh, "I'll try to kill him again." So she shoots him, and the bullets just bounce off him. She then kicks him in the face because you know if bullets don't do anything, of course kicking him will really help. And she then turns around and goes, "You guys might want to run." And then gets her head punched off. So what do the others do? They don't run. So long story short, Jason. They blow up the section where Jason's in, but he punches through the outside hole of a punches a hole in from the outside of the of the uh, ship. And one of the characters gets sucked out or blown out into space, however you want to look at it. With the line,
1: this really sucks. Oh, this sucks on so many levels.
0: Yep. Which, it just makes me think of that episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, where uh, Data goes, actually, to be more accurate, they were blown out into space. (laughs) (laughs) So not only does that moment suck, but it blows, too. Okay. Good. Yep. And so finally, they get together, and they try to distract Jason with a holodeck. This is the best part Trek. of the movie for me. This is wonderful. Jason walks in, all of a sudden, the entire area looks like Crystal Lake. Yep. And from what I read online, originally they were going to have Pamela Voorhees show up, but then decided, like, they either wrote it out or they just couldn't get the actress. But, uh, to just, dis-
1: Jason, he's taking within it at first, but then he notices... Something's wrong with that. Something's not quite right with the holodeck. So he starts walking towards the door. So they spawn two campers.
0: <laughs> and you get them with some, one of the most quotable moments in the movie where they was like, do you want a, you want a beer? You want to have some pot? some pot? Or we could have premarital sex. We, we love premarital sex.
1: Yeah. God bless the two women playing those
0: characters.
1: <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> And not just because the scene just, is topless, but because they actually they managed to play it straight without breaking yeah. up, cracking up. Yeah, Yep.
0: Yeah, they get in their uh, sleeping bags, and the next time they cut back, Jason is holding one of the sleeping bags and beating the other to death with the other ca- with the other camper. Just and you can hear them just like little lines like, "Ow, ow, ow, my spine." And
1: they and cu- finally and they, he, the the, he, the android lady comments at this point, "Wow, he's really good at this."
0: Yes. And so at the very end of it, too, I just love this moment because you can tell whatever the heck is in there. They told Kane Hodder, who plays Jason, just swing it as hard as you can. He swings this thing and hits it into a tree so hard it sounds like he's swinging a baseball bat. Just wham! It bounces off the tree. Yeah. So And then we will get to the final death after a quick break.
1: It didn't take more than the poking the ribs to put down this old dog. Yeah,
0: that ought to do it. So we then get Jason walking out. The survivors
1: are they're evac evacuating to the escape shuttle from the other ship.
0: And yep. and then Jason confronts Jason them. Jason goes to follow them, and suddenly the door closes. And he turns, and there's Brodsky, who's been giving like badass looks the whole movie, and. He actually gets another one-liner earlier on where the professor tries to convince him to take Jason alive, and so the other soldiers ask him. They're like, so what are we going to do when we find this guy? And he goes, well, I promised the professor we'd take him alive. And they all groan. They're like, oh. He goes, so after you blow him all to hell, put him back on his legs so we can tell him we tried.
1: <laughs> so Brodsky definitely out for some revenge, not only for his men, for getting stabbed. So he stays behind to keep Jason busy long enough for them to escape.
0: Yep, so the place explodes, and Jason is still alive. And out. And so is Brodsky.
1: They're both thrown so out into
0: space, and Brodsky holds him,
1: basically does the full Nelson, and holds him tight as they get attracted to the, the planet, uh, planet Earth-2. Yeah, this is in the script, and they burn up in the atmosphere.
0: Yep, so this guy probably dies the most badass death in the entire franchise. Arguably, Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous, but it's still pretty awesome.
1: So The movie ends with two plants beside besides a forest lake looking... Oh, two campers? Yep, two campers off of I-4 lake. They see a, a falling star that lands near it in the lake, and they go check to check it out, and the camera cam- pans to under the lake, we see Jason's mask sink to the bottom.
0: Yep, with the classic ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch right. sound from the original movies. so is this a good horror film no no (laughs) absolutely not there's there's one good jump scare in the entire movie that i'll admit got me the first time i watched it Uh when all the kids and the engineer guy are in the like one of the lab rooms and they don't know where jason is all of a sudden he bursts through a window i'll admit that part got made me jump what and, it got
1: me was when uh, Brodsky initially takes the two poles through his gut.
0: Mm,
1: well, uh, oh, after the first dead one, dead. you know, it's just like, oh, hell, he's dead. And then when he does his lines, I started laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a decent slasher flick because, I mean, well, it's not scary, but the kills are entertaining and some of them are pretty brutal. The face shattering is awesome. Mm-hmm. And Kane Hodder does a great job as Jason. Well, he's the he, only actor to play Jason in more than one movie. Yeah, he played him, uh, like, for a few movies, too. From part
1: 7 on, essentially.
0: Yeah, and apparently people were actually upset when he was not Jason in Freddy vs. Jason.
1: Yeah, I would be, too.
0: Yeah, and so he does a really good job, and he comes out, you know, he has a big presence on the screen. But this movie just succeeds in how, one, the premise is ridiculous, and the fact that just overall it's a fun ride. I mean, just the concept... Jason in the future. Yeah, I am sorry. There's no reason to take this movie seriously at all. Especially the fact that they called the cyborg Jason Uber Jason.
1: Actually, fans of a long-time franchise, they were pretty divided on this whether they liked Uber Jason or not. Some realized, you know, the movie was just doing this tongue and cheek, but um Others were like, oh, this is terrible, this, you know, Uber Jason looks bad, blah, 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 to the point that, okay, that the owners of the franchise commissioned a comic book where regular Jason and Uber Jason fight to the death.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can understand longtime fans being upset with that because maybe they still are trying – I'm assuming these are the people that are still attempting to take this franchise seriously. Yeah. And But this movie is essentially telling you, look, shut off your brain. We're going to have some fun. And all the characters are your typical horror cliché characters. We have the attractive but dumb girls that get killed in every different way. We get the tough guys who get killed trying to fight back. The too stupid to live characters who die because they don't think, hmm, maybe I should run from the creepy guy in the hockey mask with the machete. Or they
1: try dealing with him like the professor.
0: Yep, and thinks that giving Jason his machete back is going to make him stop killing people.
1: Well, granted, the guy who played Professor Lowe, hes <laughs> we got to bring this up because when we yeah. we were looking at the IMDb, we we started both left up pretty hard.
0: We discovered that the guy who played Professor Lowe, Jason Potts, or, Jonathan or oh, sorry, Potts. Jonathan Jonathan Potts, was also the voice actor for Link in the original Legend of Zelda cartoon. Oh. We we have to do a podcast on that someday. We really do. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm surprised when he went to kill him and he goes, Well, excuse me, Jason. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So we get moments like that. I mean, just, or the guy who gets his arm chopped off and then they drug him so he doesn't feel pain and he's just kind of holding his arm and goes, Hi, hand. Yeah. (laughs) Like little moments like that. And we even get the movie just kinda of paying homage to the previous entries and kind of making fun of its heritage. You know, like Jason waking up because people are having sex in the other room. Yeah. Or the and the Crystal Lake holodeck scene. <laughs> That's just wonderful. Yeah. Uh so God,
1: This is in all all in all, this feels more like a parody of its own franchise, but you know what? That's not a bad thing.
0: Exactly. In fact the I mean, original
1: if more movies did, this, if more horror movies did this, I would be a much happier man. Yeah, right. especially oh. because we would stop getting really bad parodies of them. Right. Well, hell, Jaws Four was originally supposed to be a parody. Oh really? Yeah, it was supposed to be titled Jaws Four People Zero. <laughs> but as we all know, it's not.
0: Wasn't there? Wasn't one of the Jaws movies the concept that made it into the novelization and not the movie that, like, a witch doctor brought Jaws back to life? I don't know. I don't know enough about the franchise. (laughs) Oh, man. I would would love to see more movies do stuff like this. Like, even Freddy vs. Jason, which takes itself more seriously than this movie because what. What other movie doesn't, you know, (laughs) all the other movies take themselves more seriously. We get moments, like, where Freddy is throwing Jason around with telekinesis and is doing pelvic thrusts, and you hear pinball sounds. So, yeah, that movie didn't take itself that seriously either. No. (laughs) Especially the fact that one of the characters in Freddy vs. Jason was a parody off uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. There you go. Yeah.
1: So, what's your... (laughs) Uh, who are you want to go first for final opinions, or should sure. I? Sure. Uh, okay. Um
0: I love this movie. It's it's fun. I hadn't watched it in a while. It's kind of like a once once in a while watch. But oh my god, I was cracking up, uh, just rewatching it for the podcast. And it's dumb, but it does. Like we said, it kind of feels like that's the point. Like it's a bit of a parody, and it is easily one of those so bad it's good movies. Oh hell yes. And. You know what? Watching it actually makes me want to see the movies I haven't seen before. And you know, see too. the other Friday the Thirteenth, or maybe and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween. So, you know, it does its job in making interest for the franchise, and I also want to see the reboot. I mean, it's flat out. It's a fun, dumb, and violent movie that, if you have a good sense of humor and you don't mind the violence, you'll you'll enjoy this. And when I was looking up the trailer, I found. A Really entertaining comment somebody made on YouTube for this, uh, who, ironically enough, their username is a character from Corpse Party. And their comment was, so bad it's good, so bad it's bad, so bad it's dire, so bad it becomes good by orbiting the planet, leaving bad and circumnavigating the globe before arriving once more at good, driving past it, taking left on the interstate and stopping at Awesomeville, Kentucky, population one. Them. Yeah, that, that's the best way I can think of to describe this movie. <laughs> uh,
1: for me, yeah, it's just – it's it's a popcorn and beer flick. Just when you just want to turn your brain off and just laugh at yourself a little. But it is just outright hilarious and short of the Final Destination franchise with overall silly death, And I might remind people Final Destination is supposed to be taken seriously – but it's very hard to when literally one of the desks I call it Tom and Jerry, uh, Tom and Jerry deaths because literally in the second movie, one person is cut in half, by, cut in three pieces by barb uh, by barbed wire, much like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> but that being said, I understand why people, um, uh, why longtime fan, fans of the franchise don't like this because you know.
0: Yeah. It, defi- Probably, it definitely for for it definitely didn't take itself reasons. seriously.
1: It was making fun of itself, and it made yeah. Uber Jason. All the whatever. Why we like
0: it, you know. Other whatever.
1: Yeah. For me, it's fun, and I love the hol- both Halloween scenes, in particular. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely a good Halloween movie to have fun with. Um, but it, it doesn't make it my list of my annual Halloween traditions. I do like to watch it now and then, but. My own Halloween traditions amount to, again, Halloween 1978. And then, uh... Ashamedly, I'm going to outright admit, Guilty Pleasure here, Scary Movies 1 and 2.
0: Actually, you know what? I liked the. I thought those were the only two good ones. Oh, yeah, projects. you're totally right on that. The, the, those two, I'll admit, are fun movies. The, everything from 3 onward just started getting worse and worse. But, no, I, I, I'll admit, Scary Movie 1 and 2 are pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another parody... I know what you um, did. Last, or no, I still know. What was it? Shriek, in? shriek! If you know what I did last Friday the Thirteenth, that's the one. That one I haven't is seen that. also that one is very entertaining. Um <laughs> one of my friends put it, in a great way. It's like It's like scream. Sorry, it's like scary movie one, but with less dicks. That may be <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> yes, that was a very funny movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I really have an annual Halloween movie, but this I'm, maybe I'll find one soon. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, obviously it was it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, that's always classic. Yeah. So. All right. So next time on Dragon Ball Z. Wrong. Wait, I'm quoting that again. Um, we're
1: actually going to take a look at the adaptation of one of our our both common favorite book franchises.
0: We're going to watch the first couple episodes from the Redwall animated series, mm-hmm. and
1: we'll explain the series. But we get to it. But it's a PBS show, so we'll try and go to. Won't go that hard on it. Yeah. All right, folks. Happy Halloween!
0: Don't stay safe out there. Happy Halloween, and don't worry. I just want this machete back.
1: Done with the campers! Wow, he's good. He's too good, he's coming back!